Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, metalheads all around the world? It is Friday, and you know what that means. It is another episode of The Metal Forge, and I am your host, as always, Mark Jackson. Holy crap. Oh my gosh, what a crazy week it has been. It's it's almost like uh, in my regular day job, I, I, I do pest control, right? And it's almost like spr- uh, springtime is all over again. Getting so many service calls, it's like, oh. yeah. Uh, but anyway... That's that's aside from that. I don't do this show to talk about that. I do this show to talk about the metal and the hard rock and the punk and anything and everything heavy. You guys know that. So, today, Louisville Melodic Rock Band Hardrata is here in the studio. They're standing by. They're waiting to go. They're rip-roaring, ready to go. You know, I have Gavin, Dorian, and Ben. Ben, their filling guitar player who's in from uh, Colorado, Holy crap. Super rad. Let's get with him here in just a second. But before we do, I'm going to keep this super short, super sweet today. And the the format of the show is going to be a little bit different. So, anyway, I'm going to give away a pair of concert tickets today. All you have to do is message me on Instagram at Metal Forge Radio or Facebook at Metal Forge Radio. Message me with the code word SCULLET. 
First person to do that today is going to win a pair of tickets to LRS Fest featuring Winger and John Karabi and Plush are the three headliners on that and a bunch of Louisville bands and the acoustic stage. And the show is on October the 2nd, 2021 at the Brown Forum and Amphitheater. It is LRS Fest 2021. And like I said, it's got Kip Winger headlining, John Karabi, Plush, uh, quite a few bands on the show. Come check it out. It's going to be awesome. Again, you can message me uh, with the word. The password is Skullet. And I will take your information and I will get you a pair of tickets. If you're, you're local to the area, that's awesome. Come by the Better Days Records location on Barrett Avenue and I will get you those tickets. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much. And continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge and it helps them too. Also making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlists as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show and you'll be supporting those people as well too. Thank you all. So I've got no song to play before these guys come in. So I'm going to play a commercial here really fast and we're going to come right back with Gavin, Dorian, and Ben from Hardrada and we're going to rock out. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, metalheads, I am being joined here in the Metal Forge studio with the members of Hardrata. Guys, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing fantastic. Why don't we go around the room and introduce ourselves tonight, today, whatever it is that this is going to, uh, when you're listening? <laughs> um, my name is Gavin Steele. I, um, I'm on vocals and bass guitar. Hi, my name is Dorian Chandler. I'm drummer and backup vocals for Hardrata. Awesome. And Ben is here. How's he doing? I'm doing good. I'm Ben Richards. I'm from Denver, Colorado, here to play a few shows. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome. Well, welcome to the Metal Forge. A lot of stuff going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell everyone out in Metal Forge land about the band. Um, You know, uh, just really, you know, just trying to get some like real driving rock and roll you know, uh, it like we all kind of like me and Dorian, like Dorian, like 
we kind of like grew up listening to different music, but like we like came together and like kind of made this like really cool thing. Like we both take after each other's influences and make it to what it is. Um, Dorian, you have anything to say about that? I mean, this band, uh, we had a band before this, and the sound that we have now, we were trying to get away from the more uh, the more blues rock aspect that we had to it. So with this band, uh, we were trying to amp it up and trying to beef it up and make it like as explosive as we could. So uh, I think with this next album, I think it's going to be very fun to see everyone's reactions to it. Definitely. I think that's a really big thing when bands first start out. When we're like 12, 13 years old and we get together with our friends for the most part, it's like everybody gets an instrument for Christmas and everyone jumps into a blues rock based thing. Yep. And I don't know if it's just because I don't want to say it's easy because there's some really difficult stuff out there blues wise, but I think that's where everyone starts. I know it's where I started. Fuck. <laughs> you, you've wanted to shift. You've went into this new, this new, uh, hard rocking thing and, uh, kudos to Gavin for being a, a singing bass player. There's not enough of us out there. He is very one of a kind at this point. He is, he is very treasurable. Oh, yeah. Why, why? Because he, he, well, he is a singing bass player. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's a plethora of things. Gavin himself is, uh, among a bass player, a guitar player, a vocalist. He writes a lot of our songs. He helps books a lot of these shows. I mean, he is like a jack of all trades in this band. I mean, if I were to give anyone a leading role, it's going to be Gavin. Well, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Kindred spirit. I do a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. So, hey, I get it, man. <laughs> so what do you all have out currently? Uh, we have two songs out currently right now, uh, How You Roll and Lord Saffron. They're both on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, anywhere you can possibly find music. Definitely. And what are what are the plans going forward? I mean, I mean, are you all currently working on a full length? Or? Yeah, we, uh, we have a full length uh, in development right now. Our producer is uh, getting off the bed. He's been a little sick lately, so oh. he's, he's getting back into to making it. Uh, I think we're about the last couple of songs in, and then everything is going to get sent out, so... Uh, I don't think I can give a specific date. Oh no! But, but it will. Uh, it's definitely going to be explosive when it comes out. This is by far some of our favorite material that I think we've ever made. Definitely, yeah, definitely. So things have been recorded. They they're in the mixing and mastering yes, process right now. In the mixing and mastering process. Yeah. Hell yeah! Now, are we going with a just a straight up digital release? Or are you going to try and go for vinyl? How? You, yeah, you know, I was uh, I was thinking about that. Vinyl being as expensive as it is, I want to do it, but I think I'd be able to do it maybe in a like in a smaller run. I know CDs are kind of like out format right now. No one really has many CDs anymore, so I know it's mainly like Spotify and well, and everything else. Yeah. And that's and that's the reason I want to do. It. I want to do vinyl so that it's like we have this we have this permanent thing. That is not just online, but people can have it in their hands and be like, this is a copy of this album. This isn't just on CD. Like, I don't see many bands uh, in Louisville press out albums on vinyl, specifically like the, the local younger bands. So I'd love to get that out. And Independent even, bands. Yeah. Even like, <laughs> and even like in general, like just get the, get that out, even like in a small print. Like I would love to do that. Well, being, you know, in doing what I do around town, I do see a lot of, in, of Louisville bands that do this. Yeah. There are a ton that do come out on vinyl. The problem is vinyl just takes so damn long. It does. And our local pressing plant is a year out. So if you're ordering it today, you're getting it a, a year from now. Yeah. And that's a long time to wait for product, especially, you know, on in any format, whether it's, you know, music, video, uh, CDs, tapes. That's a long time because... Musical taste can shift drastically in no time. Oh yes, of not not necessarily just you know over the over a month. You know, it doesn't even have to be that, which is always interesting to me how that happens. 
that I, I had a conversation one time with a guy who was signed to a, a major record label uh, from Louisville here. And I, they were signed to a three-album deal. And I told him, I was like, why don't you just record all three, write and record all three albums when they just go? And that was the reason why is because the label had such a big hand in overseeing what they were doing that they just had this deal where they were just like, you know, no, nah, we can't do that because if something happens and, that, and what we do isn't popular anymore, we're kind of up the creek. Yeah, up the creek without a paddle. Yeah, of course. Definitely. So you guys have some shows coming up, right? Yeah, we actually have two shows on the same day. Uh, we actually appear here on the Metal Forge on Friday. Right. And uh, then we have a show on September 17th at the Ark Sanctuary, same day. Uh, that'll be at 9 p.m. We play with the Frog Brothers, Histrionics, and Full Disclosure. Definitely. And, and you guys know from before the Histrionics were in here as well, uh, Quentin Bird was here. Yep. Super rad dude. He So cool. Oh, yeah. He was, he was cool to talk to, for sure. Uh so, is that the Late for Dinner series? Is that what that is? Yes. Yes. But, uh, my band just recently played one of those back in August, and it was super fun. Have you played at Art Sanctuary before? No, this will be my first time. I have, I have very special people. Definitely. Yeah, it, it is such a fun venue to play at because it feels like, like I'm a real boy, Pinocchio. <laughs> you know, it, it really does. <laughs> Because, like, you have a backstage area that you can just hang out in and, and you know, just just because it, it's there and you have full use of that. And I'm definitely excited for the my own back room with the band. That's that's definitely something we've never had. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's for all of the bands. And I love that, though. Everyone, like, everyone just gets to be in a room before the show to hang out. And it's like, oh. Oh, definitely. Well, it's behind the curtains. But, you know, what's, what's cool about that to me being being an, an artist myself is this is a venue where you feasibly don't have to be seen before going on stage because you can enter the stage from the back. And that is a huge thing because I've always said that production matters. Whether it's uh, the production of your album, you know, with the quality of it, but the production of your stage show. Because as I've said numerous times, that any five dudes can get on stage and play music. It takes a special select group of people to get on stage and entertain people, which I think, you know, you can do that at Art Sanctuary. So for anybody listening out there, hit them up if you're coming on tour. <laughs> They're cool people. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. No. <laughs> yeah. Weird. That's it's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. So what else is going on? You know, Gavin, you've been kind of quiet over here. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just listening. You know, we're just um, just trying to book as many shows as we can. Um, constantly trying to write new material. 
Uh, you know, if they're, if you're going to do anything, you're worth doing it correct and perfect every time. Like, no one wants to listen to a half-assed job. Like, you play it right. And, like, and I'm not trying to say, like, I'm the dictator of the band, but, like, if I write, like, 70 to 60% of the songs, Dorian helps a lot with, like, it's weird how we'll write them, like... Of some like if with our EP on our last like with our old band that we had. It's a truly bizarre process to be it honest. Is. Um, like I like I wrote chords out and then Dorian sent me lyrics, but like we we were all you know young and like didn't necessarily know how to like to formulate a song. It's only like a four chord song, but it, you know it, it rocks. Um, and he just sent me just like kind of it just it was kind of just like a bunch of words. There was no like verse, chorus, bridge format to it and so then i just scrambled it around to where it sounded uh, sounded like it went with like the piece i wrote um and that's how we'll do it but uh, a lot of times you know we'll either be jamming we we'll like that and dorian he plays um he plays a lot on guitar and he's writing more of that every day which you know it's really it's really nice like since it's not all like my creation because either i'll like write it on bass or i'll write it on guitar or even i'll have a drum beat in mind you know or maybe a song that like you know, I want to get the crowd active. I want the crowd to be able to feel like they're in the band. Like, you know, you have to take that into account. Every single song can't be turned up to 10, like, crazy hard. Oh, absolutely. No, I 100% agree with that. That's like where I sit there and I've said having what other people would refer to as not heavy bands on the show, like uh, the Break Lights, you know, who are kind of a... They're punk bluegrass type stuff. Okay. But, I mean, they're not in exactly, like, heavy but what they sing about is absolutely heavy. So yeah, what I totally get what you're saying with that. That's worth doing, worth doing right, and you make it fit the the idea of the song. What's next for you guys other than the album? I mean, and and other than booking shows. I mean, are y'all well with shows? Are y'all planning to now that things are somewhat reopening again? Are you look, trying to go tour? Yeah, um, yeah, there's a couple of ideas for us right now. We've been really wanting to go down to Nashville and just kind of explore that area because that area, uh, believe it or not, has a lot uh, on our Spotify. Most of our streams come from Nashville, and so we've been kind of wanting to go there to see like how we would get reacted to. Absolutely. Uh, so we want to go there. We want to go to Chicago, uh, Jacksonville, Texas. That's where most of our streams have come from besides Louisville, so we'd love to go explore the places that have really started listening to us. Uh, Definitely. So with that, we want to do a tour uh, whenever we can book it. We want to start doing more music because we have not just this album, but we have a second and now a third album getting worked on. Wow. So we're just kind of working back to back, trying to make sure everything is in order. So Definitely. We, uh, we've, we've been staying quite busy the last couple of months in the Hard Rod Camp. I won't lie. For sure. That's rad as shit. Now... When you say you've got a second album ready to go and a third on the way, whenever you do the album writing, is this just song after song? Is it something like of a concept? It, unless we would want to, which, you know, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt probably, maybe, because, you know, we're a bunch of rad, weird dudes. Like, we'll <laughs> not rad, not rad, weird dudes, eclectic. Eclectic. That's a, good, that's a yeah. good use of that. I'll have to remember that. Yeah, because you know, I mean, rad, weird, kind of sounds cool, but might like get you thrown into like the Sid Barrett like camp, the, maybe yeah, like the wrong camp. Yeah, yeah, it might get you thrown in with like Sid Barrett, like crazy uh, recluse type deal. But I liked Pink Floyd's first album. Oh, absolutely! No, <laughs> no, I'm that's great. No, you're. 
You're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm going to go with that too because, you know, I, I just like Floyd in general. So even the stuff without Roger. Uh, I don't know. that. I, I can't get by. Like, he. As soon as you kick out two main members, like, what even is it? Like, the Eagles? Like, we. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I love, I love the Eagles so much, but like now that Joe Walsh and Timmy like were in it, like that's not. It's just different Eagles at that point. But no, you're you're right on that. I mean, where I like a lot of stuff after Roger, it's like momentary lapse of reason. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. dig that album, and I think if Roger were still in the band, that would have been a metal album. I would have loved to have seen that. Actually. Yeah, that would have been great. I would yeah. have loved to have seen that. I mean, just just because, and then, but of course, you know. Almost all good things must come to an end, as they say. Of course. <laughs> so I actually want to uh, split off here and go ahead into some general profile questions because sometimes we don't get enough of them in here. Uh, again, tonight, look for these guys if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area at Art Sanctuary. Show starts at 8. You guys play at 9. As we said a minute ago about being eclectic, rad dudes, rad weird dudes, we as musicians tend to collect a lot of things. In the other room, you know, I have a lot of like Marvel statues and shit like that. And I collect albums and everything. So what do you guys collect? Uh, Me personally, I'm a huge fan of collecting different types of snare drums. That's been like the bug that caught me the last like year and a half. Nice. Uh, Gavin? Um, You know... (sighs) Isn't you know it? Isn't life just a collection of memories? You know, life is a collection of memories. So like, I, I collect memories. Right on. I mean, going to shows, doing things. I I get that. You know, you take the mental snapshot. What do you guys do to get away from music? I know that's a loaded question. Honestly, for me, it's kind of the opposite. It's like, what do I do to get away from life so that I can go play music? Like, music is my uh, basically my only escape. So like, from regular life, uh, I'll be in a tough spot and I'll just be like. I'm going to go over to Gavin's. I'm going to go play some music. We're going to have a jam session. I don't think there's ever been a point in my, like, I mean, I've been playing, playing for 20 years, but I mean, I've been really playing, you know, realistically for the last six. And um, I don't think there's ever really been a time where I've just been like, I need an escape from this. Usually that is my escape. Definitely. Yeah. I can get that. What about you, Gavin? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more or less the same thing. Like, you know, I, I go to work. Um and then, like, this this week's pretty busy because, you know, Ben's staying in my house and he's not from here. And it's like, you know, he flew all the way here, like, for what, for me to go upstairs and, like, watch Netflix. Like, it's been music. Music, music, music. Music, music. nonstop. And me and Ben, um, we met at this uh, Berkeley five-week program back in July. That's how I know him. I was looking for a guitar player because the one that we... The one that, the one that I guess he has for Hardrada, he's not going to be here. Um, and so it was like, you, Ben, you know, he's a really nice guy. Um, Amazing he, to work with. I mean, seriously. Uh, I know. he He's like not talk shit this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, musically talented. Just like he, whenever like I break stuff down, like I kind of understand. Um, but he like he, he understands like vocabulary and stuff. Like he'd be doing music theory homework till like 4 a.m. I'm like, man, you know what? That's kind of, that's kind of fucked. But other than that, like, you know, it, he's just a great, great musician, great person. Um, yeah, t- it's fun having him here. He's going to be awesome playing. Well, definitely. Hell yeah. It sounds awesome. Uh, what is the worst album by your favorite band? Ooh, okay. So uh, let's see. I wouldn't even say. Okay, so not even my favorite band right now, but if I had to get into this discussion, uh, my favorite band for the last five years 
which isn't now. It used to be Blink-182, and it was the original lineup, not with Scott, but with Travis as the drummer and Tom as the guitar player. Their last two albums, I'm sorry, they're hot garbage, and I love Matt Skiba and Alkaline Trio. I cannot stand him in Blink-182. Mm. That is that is by far. All right. Um, well, I like my music preference is like really just strange and out there, man. But like, I guess I'd say like I uh, I started playing bass to Kiss. Love Kiss. So um, like they just Gene Simmons stage persona. Like yeah, he's a good bass player, but like the way he captivates other people, it's insane. Um, but they, well, their worst album is a. Uh, Hot in the shade, yeah. That, that that's wow, crazy. yeah, yeah. It's too long, it, you know. They were trying. It was too weird. I don't. In forever, bro. Get that. Wow, oh, hot in the dude, shade. Dude, lick it up was their best uh, album where they didn't have makeup. Young and wasted, and like fits like a glove, dude. Those. Uh, those should have been like number one hits. I can put those songs over most songs that were like in the top five when that album came out. And Damn. I put that on Jock. Wow, you know that's not a it's not a uh, an answer I usually hear. Hot in the shade. Usually I hear uh, Carnival of Souls. Gavin was trying to go for one controversial moment, so I'm guessing definitely. I'm guessing (laughs) no, that's great. He made his bed. Now he's lying in it. Have you heard people say like unmasked? Because they you gotta slap them in the teeth. Uh, A lot of people say uh, music from the elder. Okay, I'll. I'm not gonna get into it, dude. That album is so so good, so good. It just came out wrong place, wrong time, and you gotta really like listen to Kiss to understand that, dude. What that album is so good, Mr. Blackwell. <laughs> well, see that that tags back to what we were talking about earlier about where I was talking with the guy uh, Frank about. You know, why don't you just record three albums at one time? Because it might not be popular. And, you know, Kiss, extremely popular. And a lot of people do give that album. And as Gavin just said, wrong place, wrong time. Some things come too soon. Some things come too late. So definitely. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. What is your biggest fear? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, you can go first on that one. I, I, 
goodness gracious. I've been so many. I would have to say uh, like Chinese invasion, like communist China invading us. That would probably be it. Like if they try to take away our freedom, like I'm getting antsy thinking about it right now. Wow. And, I, and just, I'm not even going to say, like communists in general, communists and fascists, like they, they scare the crap out of me. I'm going to say something that's not. Uh, it's just not like that at all. I'm just afraid of being in the middle of the ocean with no land. I'm that is like, that's that that's my biggest fear is like out in the middle of the night Marooned. in the Pacific Ocean, like no like no land for like 100 plus miles and you're out nowhere. No food, no water. You got salt water below you. You got animals. Like I think of the life of Pi, like that movie, but like without the tiger in the boat because like Tiger's I'm not worse. surviving with the tiger in the boat. So my def- definitely my biggest fear is being stuck in the middle of the ocean. With no oh, absolutely. Land. That's my biggest that's oh, it's so weird because like uh, dating myself here when I was uh, like thirteen or whatever, my uh, uh, Mario sixty four came out and they actually put the life meter to swim in the game, and that was the first time they ever done that in anything, and it like gave me such anxiety to drown Mario. <laughs> And that's so fucking weird. But yes, I 100% agree with you with the water. Fuck that shit. Fuck that. <laughs> I will stand on the shore like with my feet dipped in, but I will not go anywhere like chest deep. That is not happening. Like right, I get it. That that's that is rough. I I get it. Uh beer or whiskey? Bourbon. Bourbon. Exactly. Oh man, he, he oh, got no. it. He got it. Yeah, it's Bourbon. like he's, he's from here. The, he's got the right Kentuckian answer, but like, yeah. I could. I. I'm sorry. I love a good blue moon. I've always loved a good blue moon. That's like one of my favorite alcohol right on. beverages. Forrester on the rocks. Okay, yeah, that too. You drink red stag. I can't do stag, but like that's stag is pretty good. Oh, that's some dangerous stuff. Some dangerous. Definitely. Who do you wish you never saw live? Perfect example. So I'm at Louder Than Life. I think it was. Uh, was it twenty nineteen? Was it twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? It was the one with Rise Against on the lineup. And I, was oh. like, I went to go see them. They, I'm sorry, I love them so much. They're such a great band, but they were terrible that day, and it made mm. me feel like all those years of listening to their albums, all those years of listening to Praise of Refugee and, and just everything. It's like they, the drummer, for some reason, like was keep like kept getting offbeat, and I kept noticing that. I'm like, that's not how the intro starts for the song. He keep like they keep trying to redo the intro. And then they finally got it, and it was for Savior. And I'm like, like that was like your most popular song. And like you had to restart it four times. Like, what are you, Lars Ulrich on the Metallica oh, come tour? Come on now, trying to do a drum run around the drum circle. He, no, he doesn't restart anything. He Have just, you seen the videos? Have you seen the videos of I've them seen, and like of uh, of them like on live and Lars like he like I don't know what song he messes up, but they mess up an intro. And like, there's one time there's like a, a live video, and he gets off the drum kit. He does a lap around the drum kit, then gets back on and does the same thing. Well, I've seen James yeah. fuck shit up live too. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like, um, he. Yeah. Uh, I saw him in St. Louis one time, and and they were playing, you know, what the Variax acoustics are, and you can move it to like sitar or banjo yeah. settings and shit like that. Well, it was, and it has an auto tune on it, but they don't make these anymore. So it was out of tune. And all of a sudden, he just loses his shit and kicks the fucking stand down the stage. And then he starts on, on the electric. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) So crazy stuff. What about you, uh, Gavin? Who do you wish you never saw live? Um, I don't want to say never saw, but if they're like every single show I've been to, I've been like, wow, I'm really glad I did that. And I'm I'm really glad about this show, but if there's one thing that ever like made me mad, like I saw Ace Freely at the Mercury Ballroom, it was pretty bitching. And their like rhythm guitar player said like, 
What's up, Lexington? Like, twice, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's bad enough you say it once. You gotta, like, repeat it. Like, like put salt in the wound. Don't compare this mighty city to that good city, but we're mighty. It's named after King Louis, the one who got decapitated, but he helped fund, he helped you know, the Revolutionary War and such. Definitely. Gavin's on history, but okay, didn't know. Okay, so the interesting thing here about this is he kept calling Louisville Lexington, which... I'm not sure if you, how old you guys are, um, but have you ever seen the movie This Is Spinal Tap? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I love that movie to death. Oh, my God. The, uh, oh, what was it? It was the, it was the, two, oh, it was the Stonehenge. Yeah. When they were trying to get him on stage. And it's like the little. Like, that is exactly, that is oh exactly God. what See, this, one, this, this one is Spinal Tap is about. This one gives it to 11. It does. Oh. Just look at the stain on this. Look at it. Don't, don't even don't point absolutely uh my dad would love the fact that you just brought up this a spinal tap that was like his favorite movie of all time oh it's it's hilarious so what is your spinal tap moments give me a spinal tap moment for hardrada oh okay okay so let's see uh ooh. I don't really think there's any for hardrada just because we haven't played as many shows yet but there was one uh, if form. you get lost on the way to the stage at Art Sanctuary, I'm going to laugh my ass off. <laughs> it's a big gray <laughs> It's a big gray there. No, but uh, in, uh, I can't remember, I think it was, oh, it was Friends Mansion. We played the final show at Jet Ski Hallway that we had. It was back in 2020. And it, it was us and two other bands. These bands were like in their 30s. They were adults. They had better musical instruments than we ever could. None of them had a PA. We had a PA, and it was super tiny, so we're playing this yeah, house a show. PA, it was a practice PA, so we're setting up. Gavin's setting everything in, and everyone's like, oh, we don't have a PA. Does anyone else have one? And Gavin's like, glad I brought mine just in case. We get out the car, and so every other band, you cannot hear the singers because you, you can hear the drums because that's just way too loud in the house. But every other band, including us, you could not hear vocals because like no other band just wanted to bring the thing. So what we ended up doing... Just said, fuck it. Went balls to the wall and just, like, I mean, went as loud as we possibly could. Like, I mean, if if there was one show for me to remember of that band, it was that one. Because under the circumstances we had, it was, like, very tiny PA, three bands sharing the same PA with, like, two amps. I mean, we made we made the absolute best of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I could get that. Do you have a song you listen to before every show? Yeah, actually, I do. Uh, that's, a, that's a point. Actually, no, there's two songs I listen to. Uh, one of them was a Mars Volta, and then one of them was a Blink-182 song. I know they're two different genres, but like they just get me in a weird mood. Uh, the Blink-182 song is a song called Here's Your Letter, and then the uh, Mars Volta song is called Take the Veil, Serpent's Axe, and that's like, that is just like insane explosive, and that just, that gets me riled up to a degree that I could not, I don't think I can even really put it into words. Definitely. And Gavin, you said no? Uh, well, you know, I listened last, my last show I played, um, it wasn't with Hardrada, actually. I don't even remember what I listened to, but Adam, uh, well, no, it was the last show. I played at Zanzibar, very special people. And I was in the car with my drummer and guitar player, and um, I played the New Kid in Town by the Eagles. Not the studio version. You can have the Hollywood live version. And I don't know, like, I, I wasn't even going to play hard music, but I'm probably going to start playing that just because the vocals in that song, oh, my God, get, get out of town. Absolutely. No, that's, see, that's really cool because, you know, even if you are going to play hard music, you know, that's something that mellows you out before and gets you, might get you in that mood. And that's what this is all about is getting you, what song gets you into the mood that, yeah. to go out and perform. 
for sure. We run scales with our um, with our voices. Like we'll go up the scale, like start with like low do to high do, and then work our way down. And then someone will stop on a do re do re mi fa so like sol um so la like something like it's like one of those do things. me and then what's is it so yeah we'll like each one of us will stop on that and the other two will keep going then one will stop on fa then we'll go down to do but it's like working it out but then also like being able to hold that note like yeah it sounds kind of silly to explain no it's in, get, that's musicianship I, class that's what we had to do for five weeks me and ben Absolutely. Uh, what is something you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do? Skateboard. Ooh, yes. I, mean, I would say that, or I mean... Yeah, you know what? No, I'm going to say skateboarding. You like, shouldn't I'm, skateboard, though, because you're a drummer. You, you yeah, skateboard and you break ankles yeah, and shit. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Cam broke his ankle from doing that. That's why I don't ride a board. That's why I, yeah, that's why I don't do that. You know, and camera I've, gets me everywhere I need to. And I've mentioned on the show many times before when people say skateboarding, but James Hetfield had it in a, in a contract that he was not allowed to skateboard six weeks prior to a tour because he kept breaking his fucking ankles. They had to, put back, they had to push back two tours. <laughs> Because uh, in during the master era for it twice. Oh, oh, James, he fumbled the bag twice. Come on, <laughs> come on. What's your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> Mine is definitely uh, when I'm saying something and someone just just I like objectively just loves to speak over me. Like if I'm having a conversation. Wait, wait, wait. Gavin, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that. Sorry. So like if me and Gavin are sitting having a conversation, let's say Ben has something to say, and I'm having like a deep like one on one, like hey, like we need to do this for a show. And Ben's like, "Hey guys, like, are we gonna are we gonna go over here? Like, I gotta hate that. I hate yeah, that he does so it all the time. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's done it all this whole show. It's, if it's if very anybody, disruptive. Th- this is not really uh, Dorian speaking. It's been Ben the entire. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Pet peeve. Um. Man, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess. If you're driving like an absolute ignoramus and you don't use your turning signal, I'm going to scream myself hoarse. Yeah, that one too. Yeah, yeah that one definitely does suck. That turn signal rage be hitting different sometimes. Just I just, people don't know, how, don't know how to drive. It's either teenagers or like elderly people. So it's like you either got someone going way too fast, like drive like hell, you'll get there. Or it's like some 60-year-old in her Ultima going like 40 in a 65. She's like, I don't want to getting there like <laughs> right uh that that reminds me of something that george carlin said one time he's like have you ever noticed that anybody that goes slower than you in front of you is an idiot but anybody who goes speeding past you is a fucking maniac yeah yeah <laughs> you, it's like only you are the one that can go speeding past people without getting thought twice but if anyone else does it to you god forbid they're the asshole it's exactly like, it's like, <laughs> it's a defensive world. You gotta get defensive. <laughs> you gotta out really get brush. Put your, your brakes down your sometimes. Dominance out there on the road. All right. Definitely. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called the Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. 
be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. What is your most unpopular music opinion? Wow. Um, Rush should be played at raves. What? Rush should be played at raves. I don't feel like it is. But like, <laughs> I feel like if they played like uh, Natural Science there, like that, people would get down. People would get down. I think my most unpopular one, because I know I'd get burnt to flames if I said this to any public area, so I'm, I'm glad I get to do it on here, nowhere else. Um, yeah, because we're I not think, public. I think... Well, we're not near 80 people right now, so I feel more comfortable saying this. Um, I don't I don't think I've really liked any of the rap that's come out in the last 15 years. I think all of it's super mediocre. I, I think it's all kind of the same beat. Everything just has to... Like, I feel like they all kind of choose somewhat the same lyrics. They just have to make it sound like drugs and sex. And, of course, rock and roll does that, but at least we have a guitar solo in the middle of it. Like, Sometimes it's, it's you sound, have a yeah, guitar you know, solo. Like, you know, and that's, there's this point where it's like everyone's arguing... Uh, like what the better like because uh, Drake and Kanye West just had a debate on who had their better album, and I'm like, neither. Both kind of mediocre a little bit, and I said that, and I swear to God, I almost got like pitchfork out of some city. Like I was, I was like, no, okay, keep that. Keep, yeah, I had I had to listen to it once just to like make sure I knew what I was hearing, and it's like, yeah, okay, I can see why people listen to it. Still mediocre, not really my thing, right? So, so yeah, people lose their shit when I say that, and they're like, "Are you uh, Donda, bro? Donda's the shit." I'm like, "It's just, it's no, no, definitely." No. I agree with Dorian, like on that. Like, I don't, I like some stuff. Some stuff just like clings my ear. But here's the thing: like, I'm not listening to any like depressed kind of rap. If I'm gonna listen to rap, I want it to be gangster rap, like shooting. Killing, like, you <laughs> like got, this better be Biggie, like, Nas, Tupac, and every single you one. Have of strippers at the house. It is like you live like a total badass life. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear about like anything else if it's going to be like that. To be honest with you, <laughs> it, definitely it sounds kind of sounds a little iffy. But no, it needs to be like hardcore gangster rap. That's what it needs to be. I need to get in a certain mood too. Like I want to be able to throw stuff after he says a certain bar. Like yeah, like that's yeah. <laughs> for sure it's hard one album I have to pick one album here what album is an absolute playthrough first track to last track or last track to first track the wall relationship of command at the driving wow uh so two vastly different yeah. deals here uh why though i mean what what does it for you what is it that does for the me uh at the driving i mean i think it was just because cedric's lyricism and like omar's uh guitar playing uh, Tony's drums on that entire album, I mean, is is so like it's so magical. Like, I could sit there for in, like three hours, listen to that whole thing like three times through, and I still think I'd hear new things out of those songs. Like it's the, okay. it's that type of music where it's like you have to listen so closely that even then you're still gonna miss like certain things. So like I love I love that, and that's an album that I could totally just like just do nothing with the whole day, just like sit there and listen to it. Definitely, that would definitely be the one. 
And Gavin, you said the wall. Yeah. Wow. Telling the story. It is. It is. It's and it's a massive story. Yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I could probably sing it to you right now. Oh, I don't listen I, I, to it all the time. That's the thing. Like, if I'm gonna listen to it and be like, yeah, I got an hour and a half to spare. Well, and and the thing is, it's not. It's it's almost. It's not even an hour and a half. It's it's literally like eighty three minutes. It, it's almost. It's one like snippet song away from being able being a one out al- one single disc album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I don't listen to it all the time either. And I could probably rail off the lyrics to any song on the album if you put, if you said, tell me the lyrics to stop <laughs> and I could do it. But to me, I've, I've always, it's always around the same time of year that I listen to it. And it's always around, uh, ironically enough, September. Uh, very nice. But very nice I have to be very careful with listening to it because if i if i listen to it i it it makes me prone to depression because of the subject matter of the album yeah yeah especially during certain times of the year like september yeah like yeah like during that time yeah uh i i was actually dating someone and she was like don't ever listen to that album again during this time of the year and it's like all right all right then (laughs) all right I have one more question, but before we get into that, as always, links will be listed below so you can uh, support these guys. Uh, give them a like, give them a share, give them a follow. Uh, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody? I think we have uh, I think we have a few today. I'd like to shout-out the bands that we're about to play with at Art Sanctuary. Uh, Histrionics, the Frog Brothers, full disclosure. Uh, they are all extremely talented bands. Uh, this is the first show we ever got to share with any of them. Nice. So we're very excited for them, so shout-out to them. Uh, shout out to very special people, Gavin's other band. Yeah, Magnus. You wanted, yeah, you were talking about it. Great. Go Magnus. Go Magnus. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, shout out to Ben for, you know, ben talking Richards. all over everybody. Yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Do you have a shout out you want to give to anybody? Shout out to uh, the Colonel. I'm finally in his home. He has been talking about the Colonel ever since he got off the airport. He's like, "Where is the nearest KFC? Where is it at?" You didn't know my Claudia Sanders was still fine. Like I was. He had no idea. Wow. Still gotta go there. We gotta go. He's never been to like since he got here. I already took him to one of the places. I took him to White Castle. He's never been or to Waffle House, and it's like, (laughs) wow. It seems kind of bad that like he gets here. I'm gonna expose him to like the the only places you go whenever you're fucked. We're taking him. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna take him to Waffle House after Art Sanctuary to give him that like prime Waffle House. Like, make sure it's like, the dirtiest one you know of. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, we have to go to the dirtiest one, the one that has the worst service. I'm like, is that's gonna be the best food? That's yeah, going to be the best. That's food. usually how it works. So yeah, I know White Castle isn't in. You know, it's not west of the Mississippi. So what what restaurant do you have out there that these that that you can throw out at these people? Well, we got In and Out. Oh, oh gosh! In and Out's In and Out's no really good. no near the In and Out Burger. <laughs> uh, yes, In and Out is awesome. I've I've been to a couple. I'm that, from California. I've been there, been going there literally just like every year of my life. I love it. Yeah, In-N-Out it's it's McDonald's of California essentially. It really it's is top quality. What the the jalapeno burgers are uh, are great. Where I they get the eat, animal style. Oh yeah, where they ah so crazy shit. Yeah, I could I could talk about this. Like it's like going down south. You get like water burgers. 
and that's fucking. Whataburger is really good too. That's in like Florida and Texas and all that. Yeah, and there's one in Jacksonville where my mom lives, and like I go there every time I go down there, and it's it's oh my god, it's, there's like twenty four seven ones, and it's like I go in there at like four a.m. <laughs> like a bacon <laughs> cheeseburger, and there's like three people that are like working, and uh, they're looking at me like, dude, like it's four it's four a.m. You really want a bacon cheeseburger? Yes, I want the bacon cheeseburger. Please give it to me. And they're like, okay. So. And you know what? Make it a double. Make it a double. <laughs> I want large fries for free. <laughs> right? Uh, so, last question of the show today, guys. Um, what album changed your life? Wow. Damn. Ooh, that's that's, that's a very good one. Um, and wow. You got to think back to that I, moment. Yeah, gotta, that's a rough one, I know. I would say Zeppelin too, because I've listened to that a lot with my dad. And because uh, I had it on CD when I bought it from the uh, from the Great Escape in the Highlands. Oh yeah, and I bought it and I, I swear I can't find it anymore. But like the the paperback issue that I have or whatever it's called, like it is so torn up. I don't think I can even find it anymore. I think it's like split in half on that. Oh on wow, part. yeah, like it's that old. So. Was that when they did like the Digipack releases of them? I think it was. Yeah. I, okay. I, I think that's when it was. It might no, it might have been three. I don't know. I'm thinking I might be getting my history wrong, but it was definitely Zeppelin Two was one of my favorites because me and my dad like. He would repeatedly play that. In oh, absolutely! Because it's got a whole lot of love and living oh, uh, heartbreaker, living love and made. Lot of love is such living a good. Yep. Yeah, um, and what, lemon Black, song. I think Black Dog is on two, isn't no, it? No, Black That's Dog's on four. four. Yeah, Dicks, I was gonna say, I was thinking of the other one. Dicks on like even though, like I like, I really like wanted to start making hardcore music. Like I was making, you know, like you know, more like you know, bluesy rock. Like it had some elements. Uh, but it's funny, Dorian said. Probably Van Halen too. I think we're gonna interject. There's another album that I did not think of, and it's been out since 2014. Uh, it's an album called "You're Gonna Miss It All" by a band that is no longer around called Modern Baseball. Hmm. And that album, I mean, shaped my like early teenage years. Like when I was in middle school, like that album got me through like all of that. Wow, awesome. Uh, but Gavin, you said. Uh... Um, Keeping up with the twos here. Yeah, Van Halen too, and then probably since Dorian said too, I'd probably say Thin Lizzy's Jailbreak. Oh Ooh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, um, every single song. Every yeah, play. that's a that song is a play or that album is a playthrough. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to say that. It's funny though, because like if I'm gonna listen, like I'd rather listen to every other song on there than the Boys Are Back in Town. I like the song. Like, I really don't like to get into, like, bad, like, super popular songs. If I really like them, like, Angel from the Coast, that's a really good one. Um, Warriors, he talks about them. Uh, I like Roman gods in it. And, like, as, as soon as anyone says that stuff, I'm like, I'm interested. Definitely. Uh, so, the Van Halen 2 thing here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Recorded in six days. They were so wow. ridiculous with it. Like, it was all, like, live recordings then, and, like, I'm pretty sure, actually, if you listen to it, what, Beautiful Girls, um, there is no double guitar track on that. No. Which means they probably did that song, like, right then and there. Like, yeah, well, back in the back in the day, that's pretty much how it, how it kind of was. I think, you know, later on, when you had, like, people like Mutt Lang coming in and doing, like, like with Def Leppard, how... Um, they recorded that album for a year, eight hours a day type, 40 hour weeks doing that shit. And then later on with, uh, Bob Rock with Dr. Feelgood and the Black album, you know, cause there's noted parts on the Black album where they, they single spliced in drum hits. 
on wow. tape. It was all overdub at that point. And but yeah, back in the sixties and seventies, no. I mean, you might have had overdubs here and there, but that more often than not, yeah. all your rhythm tracks were recorded direct right then. But yeah, it says here, uh, recorded December 10th through the 16th of 1978, was released March 23rd of 79. So crazy that like they, they put out however many copies, bam, bam, right then. And cause then you got to think it was all record. Yeah. No CDs yet. And it takes a year to get fucking albums today <laughs> and, and they did it in three months that's yeah that's some stuff a legend right there you don't even hear that very often definitely well, that's yeah dudes thank you so much for coming into the show today i appreciate it thank i've had such a on. good time for to- uh, talking with you guys gavin dorian ben you didn't say much but hey we kind of figured that going in uh thank you guys for coming into the metal forge what song are we going to play out today from you guys um you know uh how you roll I think that one would be the most... That's going to be our good I'd like choice. people to, when they think of us, to think of that song. Is that the show closer? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So, as you heard from these guys, this is How You Roll.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.